www.entertainment.ie I love the way you say film. You're very welcome along to another episode of The Film Show. I'm Mike Sheridan and I'm joined by Dean Lumby and Brian Lloyd. There's going to be a like... Uh, I, I, I want to say highlight reel, but it's not. It's going to be a montage of me going, hey, you're very welcome. Just saying the exact same thing yeah. in the exact same cadence every week. Do you remember when we did the 100 episode? I was just thinking of that. Yeah. 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 And like, and you know what I noticed as well, right? You would do that. I would fall. I would cross my legs and then you just kind of like do that. We did it in every oh, single right. one. Yeah, yeah, I would adjust. Yeah, you'd, you'd adjust yeah, and yeah. then I'd, fix, I'd like put we my leg We all went up. to our safe place. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we like? safe place mentally like, you know? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, do, you remember the old, do you remember the old movie show? It was no film show. I tell you that much. It was no yep. film That's show. That's damn right. It was no film show at all. Okay, we have a jam-packed show this week. There's a lot out. And no, there's a lot of out. really yeah. good stuff out this week as well. Um, do you caught up with the guys, uh, Sam Claffin. Oh, you're a big fan. Big Sam Claffin yeah. fan. Um, so that, that will be on the YouTube channel as well and on entertainment.ie and we're going to talk adrift. Uh, Brian, you saw the Sicario uh, yeah. sequel, which I'm very jealous about. You left yesterday, brought the film and I couldn't go. I was like, where's Brian going? You were like, Sicario. I was like, ah, really wanted to go. It was right around the corner yeah. as well. That never happens. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we might passively mention uh, Tag, which D saw last yeah, night. Yeah, I saw it last night. Sure, look, but yep. first and f- like first and foremost, we've alluded to this one for a couple of weeks because yeah. I saw a very early screening of it and then D saw it. And Brian actually got along to it. I did. Only got along to it because he had to, he had to review for Ireland AM. However... I was waiting <laughs> for that dig. I was waiting for that dig. Um, so my favourite film of the year. Uh, really is. That. I mean, look, it's, we're at the halfway point of the year now. At this point last year, there'd only been John Wick 2 to be one of my favourite films of the year uh, before A Ghost Story and um, mm. Wind River came along, right? Mm. I, I want to know what you guys think of, think of this first before I launch into my love fest about it sure. because I really did dig it that quote is me that they're pushing absolutely everywhere yeah. which is fair enough because I meant it so. yeah true yeah. yeah. okay Brian so I saw you review this one on Ireland DM this morning I obviously yeah. reviewed it for the site uh, you really liked it I did like you, it you had issues with it I had issues with it okay and, this, and we were talking about this off air and I know and then you were kind of countered me on this and like I'll admit that I okay right so basically the problem that I had with this and I say it's a problem it's not really a problem but it's just it was a, something that I kind of was like eh? was I guess the sort of the lyricism that there is in the dialogue you know that sort of way that that kind of Emma Kerwin does that kind of rhyming kind of stream of consciousness slam poetry I don't know whatever you call it but that thing that he does and it happened a couple of times where his brother, his on-screen brother, played by Ian Lane Anderson, who was brilliant, yeah, by the way, yeah. amazing, um, he did a bit of it as well. And it was kind of like, I don't know if anyone would really say that out loud, would they? You know, and then, like, you were saying that, no, like, of course, like, whether you are addicted to heroin or not, that doesn't really matter, of course. like, if you're, it, It's not like... You it know, doesn't rob you of any kind any of like, articulation exactly. or intellect that you have. Exactly, you know, you're a drug addict. It doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. So was that was an issue for you or that? Not an issue. It just I kind of I was like, eh, that doesn't really sound right. But then, like, of course, as you said, that's just me being an agent. Like, that's yeah. not me. That's me being uneducated or being completely unaware as to that aspect of it. You know, but um, no. But I mean, I, and another part of it as well, I thought was the fact that I know people are comparing it to Train Spotting. But that's I think, a lazy. A that's lazy what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. a lazy comparison because. And look, like, I've made plenty of lazy comparisons. I'm not getting any, anybody. Yeah, um, I do think Trainspotting is a lazy comparison because, like, I feel that Trainspotting had, uh, and I don't mean this. Uh, this is not to detract from what the director Dave Tynan did, but Trainspotting had a real kind of visual sense sensibility. You know that sort of way. You mm. could see that Danny Boyle really wanted to make the drug experience into a visual kind of. 
you know, language, you know, that kind of way, like as in where he's seen the baby crawling up the wall and that kind of stuff. There was nothing like that in Dublin Old School. Uh, Trainspotting is just a grimmer film. Dublin exactly. Old School is, and I, I want to go to the end of this as well. Mm. Dublin Old School, it's more of a comedy, dude. Yeah. It really yeah, is. That's what's kind of interesting. Black comedy, about I would it. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was, I really liked it. Yeah, um, no, I and did just, too. To, just to, like, you know, counter I suppose what you were saying about the lyrical stuff like you have to remember that it was based on a play of course and yeah. my understanding is the original you know um, you know script for the play and everything well it did incorporate a lot yeah, more yeah, of that yeah. kind of lyrical and kind of poetic like yeah. language and everything um, so I thought they now I, I have a I haven't seen the play but I have an understanding of the play that it's pretty much completely centred around the two yeah, brothers yeah, yeah, instead yeah. so I thought that it did quite well to bring that story and that script to a film experience you know yeah, what I mean yeah. in terms of like kind of um, expanding this world of the you know two brothers and obviously we kind of follow Emmett Kerwin's character really primarily kind of only we only see like the brothers when they're together um, but I thought all those scenes with his friends and when they're taking the drugs and when they're in the houses and just going from house party to house party, I just thought that they were really good crack and really yeah. funny. And there were some like really, really kind of gorgeous cinematography moments. Yeah. Um, I thought all the acting in it was great. Sienna Kirst, like we were both saying, was it, really okay, astounding. Is, is it not Shauna? Oh, Shauna. it is Shauna. Oh, like sorry. Like it's in like S-H-A-U-N-A, but like it's spelled S-E-A-N. Apparently, yeah. Shauna, Shauna okay. Kirsley. Shauna Kirsley. Okay, right yeah. yeah, so I loved her in it. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I find it fun. Like, I understand that people have kind of an issue with the fact that it doesn't really have a story. It's just kind of these, like, kids Vignettes. going around partying and these kind of just little, like, moments and them trying to kind of make a social connection, trying to make a romantic connection, trying to find this kind of state of euphoria. Like, if there's any film to compare it with, I'd probably say Adam and Paul is kind of the most immediate one. And I have seen it compared to Adam and Paul. And I wouldn't see that as necessarily a lazy comparison. I mean, they're both kind of, they like both films essentially follow characters who are wandering around Dublin trying to get their next high. And then when mm. they do, there is that just kind of moment of total like euphoria bliss, yeah. and bliss and everything. But the, um, but the, yeah. the, the, the core story here is Emma Kirwan and Ian Anderson, Ian Lloyd yeah. Anderson. It's, mm. That's the core story, these two brothers. Um, and I have seen the play, I had the opportunity to see the play a couple of years ago. Uh, a friend of mine is a cast and director and used to go, go and see plays and stuff like that all the time. She she worked on a TV series. Mm. Um, and some of them you would just like, you know, I'm not saying I'm not a theatre guy. I've been to a <coughs> lot of plays specifically for that reason. That's just, I would tag along. Yeah. And some plays like acting is generally great, but some are better than others. And you kind of get a feeling for yeah. what works and what doesn't work. And I was blown away by Dublin Old School because it's mm. like you said, D, it is just the two guys on stage. And Ian Lloyd Anderson in particular plays about 20 roles. He plays everybody. Mm. So when I spoke to him for The Delph, eh? Yeah, like plug. Spoke to the two guys for The Delph, like kind of talking to Ian about acting opposite people who have he's played their role he's said their lines and obviously they've they've changed it up for the script and, mm -hmm. and Kieran co-wrote the script as well I absolutely loved it I found it genuinely exhilarating watching it because and you mentioned Adam and Paul there and Adam and Paul I mean was kind of a comedy but not really as well there was, there was, a, there was a real tragic yeah. Mm. oh yeah I mean it was Paul. definitely a much it's a different darker film, but I, get the, I totally, yeah, get, I totally yeah. get the comparisons I just know a lot of guys like this mm. you know and uh, I haven't seen these type of characters portrayed in this way on screen ever mm. and like nobody's really kind of talking about that that these I mean it's you know when I, when I spoke to Emma Kieran and Ian Anderson about it they were like yeah look this is you know we're all from Talat well I, I know Ian isn't but Sean and, and Emma are from Talat and I think some of the, the guys behind the scenes are from Talat mm. 
you don't get to see that. You don't get to see these type of people make feature-length films or these type of characters be portrayed. Mm -hmm. And you kind of mentioned there about some of the slam poetry stuff that, yeah, like Emma Kirwan is a guy mm. who's from Tala who, you know, is incredibly articulate and who I, and I compare generally to Donald Glover. I definitely see compar comparisons yeah, there to Donald that, yeah. Glover. Um, and it's that, you know, it's good for people to see that, that like, look, mm -hmm. there are there are areas of Dublin and I'm from one of them as well. I'm from Coolock and I get the piss taken out of me all the time for how I talk, <laughs> by Brian Lloyd in particular. Um, but like, it's, you know, like, you know, I can't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're from, out, you're from just inside the pale, just, just, just on the yeah, outskirts of the pale. Um, but I mean, like that, it, that's something that I find that people aren't really uh, mentioning yeah. at all. And that's probably because I think for the most part, reviews have been incredibly strong. Yeah. And people aren't gross in the story. Yeah. This yeah. beautiful core story between about these two estranged brothers who kind of bump into each other over Bank Holiday weekend uh, in Dublin. And performance-wise, the, the two lads, like the two main lads, Emma and Ian, are phenomenal. They have this down pat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they just are as good as you would expect them to be. And I can't give any higher praise than that. Yeah. Uh, I found Ian's performance really touching as well. And it was great to see him zone in on one character because when I'd seen him in the play, he blew me away yeah. because he was playing so many. Yeah. So to zone in on one character and to do that so well was just like, it was really satisfying to see him, to see this type of film, Irish film, but just a great film made really well. Um, <laughs> and... Sorry, go on. Oh no, I was I was just going to agree with you. Like it's just it's so authentic and genuine. Yeah, you know. In fact, it's so authentic and genuine, right? And this is I have to bring this up because Brian, I know what I'm going to say. Don't Brian's going to go for one of his private jokes. I don't know. No, 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 no. There was a scene in it, the, like the really horrible scene where he meets the. Don't tell people where you live, bro. No, not where I live, <laughs> but where the old entertainment.ie office oh, was. Right. Oh yeah. But he meets the guy and he goes, "He's over in the park. That's our street." That yeah. was like that horrible. He literally walked past the old entertainment.ie office. literally because Brian was like, "There's a bit of there's a shot of Brian's house," and I was like, "Don't tell people where yeah, you I'm live." Yeah, not tell you. Yeah, no. So DC fans are going to turn up with knives. <laughs> we know what how we know what they think of you. Yeah. So yeah, um, Shauna Karasik as well. I am a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. I think she's yeah. an she's incredible amazing. actor, and I think she's going to be a superstar if she chooses to be, or she's going to be in, huge on stage if she chooses to be. She's magnetic on screen, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't know where she was from. Her accent is that good, and everything I've seen her do. Mm. Uh, she's from Tala as well, apparently. Like the lads told me that, and I was like, Jesus, I, she could have been you from anywhere, yeah. you know. And she's she's incredible. She's beautiful. She's got movie star written all over, mm -hmm. and she's magnetic on screen. So film blew me away. And one thing that not a lot of people are talking about here is Dave Tynan's work as a director. Mm. So more often than not when uh, there's not a huge budget involved um, it's, movies can look flat or TV shows can look flat yeah. I've seen a couple of TV shows recently where the scripts weren't bad and the acting wasn't bad but they were just shot in a very basic point and shoot way mm -hmm. um, and look I've never made a TV show so I can only imagine the difficulties that go yeah. into it but from purely a punter's perspective from a fan's perspective from somebody who enjoys consuming this type of stuff Dave Tynan did an incredible job in bringing Dublin to life. Yeah, because this is it. Like, I mean, you really do. And, you know, I, I, this is what I was saying before, was that, like, you see parts of the city that you know, and it feels real, and it feels like it's just as much a part of the script and the scene and the whatever as Ian and Emmett, like, you know, that kind of way. Like, you really do kind of get the sense that, like, you know, I always thought it was interesting that every scene kind of began with Emma Kerwin locking up his bike. You know, that kind of way that it, it gives you that sense of like he's moved around the city and now he's here and he's locking it up and he's doing that. And it gives you that kind of sense of that he's just moving around town. Like, you know, that sort of way. That, and that's literally what the story is. Him moving around town, going from party to party, trying mm -hmm. to get, you know, whatever. Um, and it felt you felt that kind of sense of like he's doing laps mm -hmm. of the place. Like, and it was really cool. Like, 
Yeah, it's so like full of kind of energy and life and vibrant that exactly. even though not much actually happens story wise, you kind of go along with it because you feel that sense of energy, that sense of like kineticism. For kineticism, yeah. Kineticism, yeah. Yes. yeah, let's but it's like, yeah. There was a whole point, uh, I think, in the 90s with American independent cinema where there was a lot of movies like Richard Linklater movies, yeah. Yeah. Swingers yeah, is true. one, Kevin Smith is one, where there was movies that weren't particularly about anything. Yeah, hang on. But just had these brilliant characters going on this journey over the course of a short period yeah. of time and those filmmakers like Linklater even Robert Rodriguez to a certain extent obviously with more down the action spectrum mm. uh, just you know became superstars off the off the back of these films and mm-hmm. kind of these films have lived on like and I've said a million times Swingers is probably my favourite movie ever and it's mm. not really about anything yeah it's about, it's about a group of people that's kind of going out on the pool and having a few drinks and having a laugh like you know and it's, and it's the same with Days and Confused exactly. and like everybody wants them like, everybody yeah. wa- and everybody wants them is another one of those there's no plot there's no yeah. plot but it's just you. if you engage with the characters not everybody will but if you engage with these characters you'll be enthralled by it and, mm-hmm. I was, and Dublin Old School I was enthralled by mm. yeah. so five stars for me four yeah. stars from you two you, yeah. you guys you were saying kind of four so you said on TV this morning four I would have given it four yeah what would you have given it to Ooh, now I'm on the spot. See, I haven't seen it in so long now. I'll give it four and a half yeah. to be well, on the that's safe That's a nice side. happy spectrum. Yeah. Nice kind I mean, of sliding scale. I think uh, universally positive anyway. I really like, you kind of see this stuff all the time where you like support Irish film and I agree with that. I think that's yeah. particularly for stuff like Michael Inside as well, which another film yeah. that Irish one that yeah. earlier in the year. But it's our, our top movie of the year so far, actually. Yeah, I saw yeah. Frank tweet yeah. me. Frank Berry was delighted with yeah. it. Um, Brian did a great interview with him as well. Go back and look for that. But uh just good films. Yeah. Just great films. Just hope it travels. I want to see everybody involved with this film creatively on, you know, in the cast. Mm. Do well. Get opportunities off the back foot because mm-hmm. they deserve it. Definitely. Okay, uh, let's move on. Um, do you want to talk about Tag briefly, D? Do you want okay. to? Cause <laughs> good yeah. luck. Because um, you, went, you went to the yeah. premiere last night and Dean's yeah. given out to me because... Um, I wasn't giving out. Well, you were Well, you should, did he have some things to say off camera, off off air? Uh, where uh, I kind of well, like I'm not the boss anymore. But like you, I was like, do mm. you do social media for this because you're at the premiere? And he was yeah. like, damn it, God damn you! Now I have to because Mike was running out the door, and I, I was just I was saying a, a friendly hello to yeah, you before like, you left, and then you were like. Do stuff. Do stuff, yeah. <laughs> Basically yeah, work. texted me as well. I was like, are you at this show? I was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah, because you were, you, were, you were on a series of mails where uh, we were invited to this and we were going to be working at the premiere. I and did Brian, not, okay. I did not Brian, read Brian, any of those. Brian, I does, not, read. Brian does not uh, Brian does not fact check himself either or just uh, do post. You know, maybe you need to start doing post-its for yourself. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know that we were gonna, we had to work at this thing. I, I didn't know, like... Sorry, like well, I he was know. just there for the crack. Oh, well, I there was go. just well, there for the crack, and then I had to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I was because I did the I did the thing for the after party. We did the screening with Nova and Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. And I did the thing for the after party. And he came over to me yeah. after and was like, "Tough gig, man." Wait, what? <laughs> I was actually, I was actually, you don't didn't realize this, but I was actually totally messing because all you had to do was say like one thing on a mic and then leave. Yeah. So I was kind of ripping the like uh, no we're trying not to curse yeah. that like you know oh it's so hard you had so much work to do <laughs> but I was like, but nobody could hear me nobody could hear I me know. and the first thing I did was insult everybody I, I was like it's the hottest day one of the hottest days of the year and you all just went to see a film now you're standing in a warehouse didn't catch a word <laughs> yeah. of that man it was just like I just I I hate getting stung for those things I hate it I just like avoid any kind of like no I'm not answering any of those emails you come over and you say it to my face if you want me to do or something Or leave it like posted as I do. Or leave it posted as you do. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I hate doing that crap. Um, but so in fairness, the night was quite successful. I mean, yeah, they, basically like really they fun. had all these yeah. games set out and they had um, Pete 
pizza and drinks and stuff. And everyone was just like playing the games. Yeah. It wasn't like you had to kind of encourage anyone to. Everyone was just going yeah, around and playing them. Was there it. was like a Connect Four. There was a giant Jenga. There was that one with the balls and the sticks. And then there was a bowling board. And then there was beer pong, <laughs> except without the beer, because that would have been a mess. <laughs> yeah. so, what are you mouthing? What? No. I, was, it, was it snooker? Like, or was it like the balls with the sticks? I was trying to figure out what the balls Brian with the sticks. Brian and producer Dave were having a moment <laughs> while, D, while D was talking it's there. It's called Jungle something. And basically, it's in this, there's like this tall plastic tube. And there are all these balls inside. And they're balanced on all these sticks at different angles. And you have to pull out the stick. Yeah, producer Dave knows kerplunk. what I'm talking about. Kerplunk. 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 I know kerplunk. Just say kerplunk. God bless producer Dave for fact checking us. It's outside like jungle fever or something. Maybe that was the yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the, the yeah. party looked like really good crack. Yeah, it was uh, fun. And it was great to catch up with Nick and Jill from Warners as well. Those guys are cool. But the film D. Uh, it was grand. Yeah. It was grand. I mean, um, like, I had really low expectations <laughs> because um, uh, Gavin Burke actually reviewed this for our site and he gave it two stars. So I was like, ooh. But when I went to it, look, it is, it's a bit of fun. Like, it's yeah. grand. Although the ending is a bit sad because there's like this... Um, I shouldn't say that. Don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. Now people will be looking out to see, but it's. I'll just say it's a bit of a diner. It's kind of like, oh, really? Okay. Um, it's one but, of those. It's a true story, isn't it? So yeah, it's, it's based on yeah, a true yeah. story. It's based on a Wall Street Journal article, and what they do at the end, which is kind of cute, they show like the videos that the original guys yeah. who played it like took because there was about um there was about 10 of them yeah. who originally did it and like um they they did actually full on like dress up and do disguises and stuff so that they could sneak <laughs> on one and uh, up on one another and tag them like it's so funny that's when com- that's called that commitment to a bit yeah yeah, yeah. that, that really that. is right yeah, yeah. Uh, okay brian you we were very excited about this yeah. one right uh, because we all loved the original well, Love I them. loved the original. These looking at me like, did I love the original Sicario? You know, you know what my experience of it was. I had such high expectations that when oh. I saw it, I was like, "It's good." Is it like best film of the year? Good? I don't know. It was still it, no. It's a really good movie. It's good. So uh, this is. I saw you and Mark Hagney waxing lyrical about young Tyler Sheridan. Yeah, Taylor Sheridan. Whatever, Brian. Max and Lyrical about how much of a fan you are and how great yeah. he is and stuff like that. Bonding, Brian. Bonding. Actually, uh, can we get a picture we had of Brian on Ireland AM there this morning? <laughs> You're like, wearing sunglasses on TV. All right, hang on a sec. You are, Bono. No, yeah, right, in fairness, okay. I, was, in fairness, I was like... The sun like was in my eyes. The sun... No, no, genuinely, seriously, right? Okay, they had it out the back of TV tree, right? So, like, they had... The glam it, life. Bally <laughs> Like I could hear trucks going by as I was doing the thing. Like, was, but like, they, 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 like to be fair, like they told me beforehand. Look, listen, we're doing uh, your segment outside. I was like, oh god. I was like, right, okay. And they said, so just wear, just wear something nice and kind of like you know summery kind of thing. I was like, well, I'm not wearing shorts because. I'm just not. You're wearing shorts shorts now. Because, yes, because I'm in the office and this is work. Look at at, at those legs. Look at those legs. He's fit for you, man. (laughs) Anyways, um, but yeah, I came in and um, they sat me down and the sun was literally, literally right in my eyes. So I had to wear the sunglasses, okay? It wasn't to be a dickhead. I know I cursed. I'm sorry. Um, Because my mom was watching this morning. I had to go to a meeting and I actually made a taxi wait. Let him turn the meter on and everything so I could finish. So I could finish watch it, watching Brian Slot with Mark Hagney. What are people sat in that seat? Did not wear sunglasses. By how whatever. By how whatever. You just wanted to look cool on TV, Brian. No, I That's didn't. Fine. No, That's I did, fine. I didn't. I did it because yeah. the sun was right in my eyes. Yeah. He's a delicate creature. You are a delicate creature. You look like a dictator in like the Middle East somewhere. Th- I'm okay yeah, with yeah. that. Do you know that? I'll take that over <laughs> Arlene Foster any day of the week. Well, Arlene right? Foster would be a dictator cap. in the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways. Okay, so um, you talked about Sicario. Yes. Uh, and, oh, yeah, no, Dee was kind of saying, yeah, I know what you mean, no expectations can be yeah. a bit too lofty. I want to go back and watch it yeah. before I see the sequel now, so it's fresh in my mind. I yeah. loved yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Denny Von Love, uh, Taylor Sheridan, just loved that. And I loved everything Taylor Sheridan has done. I'm looking forward to seeing that show, the Kevin yeah. Char- Kevin Costner show. Yellowstone. Uh, Yellowstone. Okay, so it's a different director this time, Brian. Yeah. Uh, Denny Von Love has not returned. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Sorry, I thought you didn't really. And Emily Blunt is and gone Emily as well. Blunt is in an, yeah. yeah, the director this but time. But she may come back for another one. They were saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see. Right, it was directed by a guy called Stefano Salima, who did this brilliant uh, TV show called Sabora, and he's before he became a director, he was um, he was a camera operator for CNN and these like war zones and like Bosnia and oh, so, yeah. So like that's a really interesting background. Yeah, oh, yeah. and like. When you're watching it, like the the opening kind of like I would say five ten minutes of of it is basically setting up the stories, and essentially what's happened is the Mexican t- cartels, um, they found evidence to suggest that they're now smuggling uh, uh, to terrorists over the U.S. border to get them into the country, um, and you know not the Canadian border, the Mexican border. Mexican border, obviously, yeah. Um, although I'm sure there are terrorists coming over the Canadian border I don't know but anyways my point is, wanted is that to, wanted to build a wall around Cork earlier on before we went down there didn't you produce a Dave let's not can we not, can we not da- talk da- about da- that da- on Dave air was, please Dave was like where, how are you going to build a wall who's going to build it who's going to pay for this wall see that this is the stuff people don't see Dave isn't it the kind of insulting behaviour anywho so what was the movie like Brian <laughs> so thank you Deirdre um, the movie was really interesting because I felt that you kind of you know the whole thing about Emily Blunt's uh, character in Sicario was was that she was the the way in for the audience. Mm-hmm. She was like the moral center of the movie. You know the idea of like when they're doing like you know when they're waterboarding the guy and when they're doing all the because crazy it starts. Stuff. You were saying it starts with a uh, an interrogation. Uh, Josh Brolin's character in an interrogation with yeah. Smiley Poirot, and you were saying that's hard going. It's really hard, but like because the opening of the first one is dead bodies on a wall and an explosion. Yeah. And you were like that, and you, you were like that makes the this one makes the first one look tame, and I'm like, yeah. geez, what do they do? Yeah, like I don't want to ruin it because yeah. I feel like if you see it if you see it dry it's just the impact of it is just whoa mm. kind of thing and it's done in a very just it's anyways the scene that I'm talking about with Josh Brolin it's literally just him and a laptop and he just opens up the laptop and then there's something on the laptop and it's just it's the way he the way that Josh Brolin does that he is such a good actor like somewhere of Brolin yeah. it's happening he's awesome he's awesome in this though he is terrifying. Like, I mean, more terrifying than Thanos, than Cable, than any of the performances he's done. This is like, he is just dead behind the eyes. Like, there is nothing there. Like, and when he does the little thing and he shows the guy the yoke, it's just, it's terrifying to think that there are probably people out there who are exactly like that. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. in yeah, that field. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, that field yeah. that are just, have no morals, have no scruples. They're just like, and even when, just have an end goal, which is protect America. That's it. And like the guy even says it to him. He's like, you can't do this. You're American. You've got rules. And he's all like, yeah, today I don't have rules. Today I've got orders. And then he like rings. Oh, I can imagine Josh Brolin saying that. Yeah. It's Josh Brolin That's voice. That's an epic yeah. line. Like, I'm in. Yeah. And like, I was like, whoa. And then from there, and then from there, it goes to, he goes back to the US and he's basically told by Matthew Modine, look, we've got to get. He's like Secretary of State or he's something. Sec- like. He's Secretary of Defense. And he's basically, look, the gloves are off you've got full permission to do whatever you want and then from that he just goes nuts and he brings in Benicio Del Toro and he's like let's start a war he's like what kind of war he's like a drug war a war on everyone a war on everyone um, and that, like, and see this is it Like, what I think what made Sicario so interesting was the fact that you saw Emily Blunt at all times going what is going on here why are you doing this you shouldn't mm. be allowed to do this there was a restraint to it yeah. which I felt kind of heightened 
the terrible things that they were doing. This time, there is nobody stopping them. There's nobody telling them, okay, don't do this. They're doing whatever the F they want. And it's not that it doesn't have an impact. It absolutely does. But I think it was more interesting when you had somebody kind of trying to play... I guess, play against it, if yeah, you know that kind of way. Yeah. Um, but it's still very well done. It's still very well directed. It doesn't have the same finesse that Villeneuve had. Uh, he's a top-tier director. But he's a top-tier, like, yeah. Jesus, like, he's he's just absolutely God-tier. Villeneuve's up there with Finch and everything. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Beyond, even. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see Emily Blunt come back for the third one. It is set up for a third one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see Villeneuve come back. I don't think he will. No, he's got too much going on. Yeah. Of course, uh, it's interesting because it didn't make that much money at the box office. The first one no. it did like 80-something million globally, which is mm. not very much. Not it costs much. a huge amount to make. So it probably made its money on, you know, digital platforms or whatever is streaming services. Maybe even DVD theater. Maybe even DVD. Maybe. Or maybe. Blu-ray even. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so it's interesting that they're continuing on making this. Mm. It's a brave move. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of material as well that is polarizing because it's so visceral and yeah. the reaction to it, is, it seems to be so visceral. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm gonna go see Dublin Old School again over the weekend, I think. And but it, like I want to see Sicario yeah. uh, too. It's just it's, it's a chocolate block weekend. Yeah. yeah, and it's a chocolate block weekend. And you you don't want this one to get lost a little I bit. I don't. No. I really, really, really want to foreground this one because I really, really. You were talking to the junkie in London last week yes. on a Sunday, no less. Deirdre. On a Give Sunday, up your Sunday to meet San Claflin. But you know why it was on a Sunday? I'd be nearly hundred percent sure it's because Shailene Woodley is shooting Big Little Lies season two at the moment. Oh. So she flew into the UK for that weekend just to highlight a drift and I think that's really kind of admirable of her that even with you know yeah big she came when she obviously wanted to exactly she really wanted to push I saw a lot of the San Claflin fan pages sharing your interview being like great interview with Sam oh that's so good well he was he was such a great like um, interviewee as was she they just I only really got through about three questions with them to be honest because they just kind of went with it and they were like so chatty and so informative and really really interesting we ended up not even talking about Big Little Lies because I just wanted to talk about a drift um, I talked to the director as well, whose name is Balthasar Cormacur, which you can look up. Mid-Everest, yeah, Everest, yeah. Um, the deep, the sea. So he has Contra like Band. a lot of, um, you know, sea themed kind of movies. Yeah. So. <laughs> you just really into the water. It just no, just when you said contraband, I was like, yeah, I remember that film. I just I saw that film once. It wasn't great. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg came over yeah. to Ireland first. Come yeah. to Dublin for it, yeah. But I just think that great. it's a really great film that's led by these two really, really talented really liked it, young You, you made a book this guy with you this one and he didn't yeah. like it. He didn't like it. So no. You really wanted to counter it. I really, really wanted to counter it because I think that the acting in it is phenomenal. I think the effects look great. I think the story is really powerful and emotional and genuine. What is the know? story? So it's I mean So it's based on a true story. Oh, about really? I didn't this, know that. Yeah, about this um couple who were engaged that um basically got caught in a storm and had to kind of basically fight for their life and get back home and like um, they were adrift in that like their motor or whatever wasn't working so you know and um, Sam Claflin's character is injured so she has to basically manipulate the sail so that they're drifting in the right direction and so that they actually hit land at the specific point otherwise they will be basically just drifting through the ocean forever so it's it was an extremely like tough challenge and everything and it's it's just such it's an amazing amazing story it sounds like a great and showcase for two actors like yeah, it's just them on yeah. screen for the majority and of it's, and assume. it's so like it's really kind of romantic and their chemistry is amazing and I think it's it'll be a great one for 
um, young adult audiences as well, because I think those two have been in a lot of YA films. You know, Shailene Woodley would have been in, of course, The Fault in Our Stars, Divergent, Sam Claflin as well. He would have been in like Love, Rosie and Me Before You. So definitely. And Hunger with, Games. And Hunger Games. Yeah. So with the young Games? adult. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. He appears from like the second or third. He's one of those film. guys yeah. as well, though, because I, I, like, I know he's, he's obviously a good looking guy. He's yes. one of those guys that they're just like, yes. yes. <laughs> he's yes. an attractive man. But you know what? Shailene Woodley, actually, when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous. Like, she's a movie she's, star. She's so, yeah. like, you, she's just so striking looking. Yeah. You don't realize it until you well, that, like, Well, that's that's the kind of thing. I, I, that's, um, it was Rebecca Hall, I think, we've spoken about before and interviewed her years ago. And, you know, she's one of, I think, an incredible actress, but yeah. she's another one that way. Yeah, exactly. You when you like, see her, you're like, but, wow. but that's why they're so good because they, they're chameleons, aren't they? They're stunning looking, mm-hmm. beautiful movie stars, yeah. but they're yeah. chameleons, so they can yeah. kind of play those to kind of, you know, yeah. more normal, more normal as well. people as exactly. well. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a really good movie and go see it. Go see it. Yes. Okay. And check out your interview as well. Yes. Check out your interview too. with the lads and the director. Mm-hmm. Grant. I, I'm looking, I'm actually, I don't know if I'll get to that this weekend, but I will watch it. Please do. It needs to pop up it's on really a streaming good. service. Yeah. It's a busy weekend, here. It's a I busy know, weekend. I know. It, it, is, it is competing against um, a lot out there. But like I said, particularly for kind of the younger audiences. And it's a really, it's such a more genuine like movie compared to other ones I've seen, like especially those two actors and they can be a bit kind of like mushy mushy yeah. or something Fault like The Fault in Our Stars, stars. Yeah. and Me Before You're Both a Bit Mushy but this one's just so genuine and it has fa- like a message that like is really quite powerful Was The Fault in Our Stars and Nicholas Sparks? No, no it was no. Um, John Green was a guy Oh was yeah, yeah sorry yeah. because yeah. he came he did the joint he came over here and did the interviews for it didn't he? Because like Nicholas Sparks movie, been, I always yeah. say Whoever the first person is the coffin in a Nicholas Sparks movie, it's like, that's game over. <laughs> They're like brown bread, like just towards the end, and that's going to be the whole thing, and yeah. that's going to be the yeah. whole I don't know if well. that's even, a, is that even a thing anymore? I think they've done all the books at this point. They made one with Scott Eastwood. God bless him. God, I know the still one. out there oh, trying. The one, yeah. Scott Eastwood, he's still out there trying. Oh, just like, on. there was basically an image of Scott Eastwood. It was on, it was on some. I do remember. Was, uh, I can't an remember. Of Scott the name Eastwood of it. that looked like a, like a shoe for like Ralph Lauren. And this image circulated before he ever got a film role. And everybody was kind of like, oh my God, he kind of looks like his dad. And he's got like eight films off the back of that. <laughs> the guy cannot act. God bless him. Handsome guy. The Joe Rogan's podcast has nothing interesting to say. Yeah. Like, I mean, good for him though. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, you know, it might just happen that he'll just, he'll get that right gig and suddenly be like a yeah. superstar. He's, like, just a re- don't know, he's yeah. like a really poor man's Paul Walker. Like it just, oh. it's just, not, it's just not happening <laughs> at all from sorry. And it's oh, only so far that name's going to get you, you know, come on now, come on now. Yeah. He's not Orlando Bloombad, but he's not far off. Lads. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, like he was definitely the, the weak link I thought in Pacific Rim Uprising. I like Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, that's you're a sap though. You like Independence Day shirts. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> but I'm not going near Pacific Rim. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even. Fine. Okay. <laughs> what do you have for social wise this week? Social wise. I don't know. We don't have music for this yet, I don't think. So. Can you start our producer Dave? Can you, <laughs> can you maybe do a song for us? Like Deadpan Dave? Kind of just like, just like, hello. <laughs> oh. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> just have Dave go, no. <laughs> sorry. No. <laughs> That's just Roy Keane. That's just Roy Keane. But on. he sounded like okay. it, though. It was, he sounded like it. He sounded like it there when he said no. Um, so thanks so much for tweeting into us, guys. If anybody has any comments or insults or <laughs> whatever, we will read them out um, at the film show. That's F-I-L-U-M. So Andy McCarroll tweeted us saying, I know we are technically in competition with them, but I can't recommend this show enough. Three great, well-informed hosts with interesting takes on movies new and old. So I thought that was very nice. So thanks, thanks, Andy. That, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. I seen him at the Robin Black talk there last week. 
Oh, yeah. He's into his MMA as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice guy, Andy. And then we also had one from Owen Murphy, who said, thought you guys were a bit hard on Gary Ross on this week's show. He did, after all, write big... He Oh, he wrote big. Sorry, I was about to say. Big he wrote big letters. <laughs> he wrote, he wrote big. <laughs> big. And directed Pleasantville, which was one of the best films of the 90s. Have any of you seen Sicario 2? We just talked about um, which will be a welcome relief from all the blockbusters. Although okay. I still kind of regard that as a blockbuster. But yeah, this is basically in reference to the fact that we reviewed Ocean's 8 on the show last week. And it was directed by Gary Ross. And we were kind of basically saying that he's quite a vanilla director. He- well, I think, because, I mean, naturally, the, we compared him to Steven Soderbergh. Yeah. Mm. And Steven Soderbergh's, like, you know, in, innovative and has flair as a director and, yeah. and an incredible skill set. So, yeah. you know, not our fault. He yeah. followed yeah. up the Steven Soderbergh movie. Yeah. You know, so. They should have got the guy who did, um, Gregory Jacobs was his name. He was the guy oh, who directed. Magic Mike 2. Magic yeah. Mike 2. They should have got him to do it. Mm. To do Ocean's 8, I thought. I thought that would have been a better kind of, um choice than Gary Ross I just don't know any of his films that kind of stood out that stood out but also none that were kind of along the lines of like handling a heist genre movie you know what I mean because there's a particular kind of like I think you were saying like panache or something was the word you use like there is a particular like sensibility you need to write and direct those kind of movies and Ocean's 8 I felt just doesn't it kind of like just missed the mark like you you see that it's like not even Ocean's 8 it's like uh, Logan Lucky was like a hillbilly yeah and Soderbergh just did it again yeah with these and you're like and the painfully underseen film but it just so good I think you're right I don't think he was we don't mean to be mean to Gary Ross he's by no means a bad director but I just think it's you know it's a bit more plainly obvious when you're following up a franchise like that that was by no means great but it kind of, you know, maybe looked at her shortcomings yeah. as a director a bit more. I finished actually watching the trilogy over the weekend. I finished Ocean's 13. And I mean, it's still, they're quite solid movies. I mean, 12 is still the weakest. That ends yeah. the 12 is like, like but, the yeah. but 13 was, 13 was a bit of fun. There was a bit in kind of the middle where it had serious pacing issues. It was just like, get to the end, <laughs> get to the heist part. Pacino though. Um, but I mean, in Ooh, fairness, huh. there, there it happens so often that with those trilogies that the finale is so disappointing. And I think that he did kind of he did justice to the story like yeah. totally and everything yeah, you know because he back wanted a that bit after the second one exactly yeah what are you doing over the course of an incredibly sunny weekend in Dublin that you're watching the oceans yeah I was going to say like I mean like like Christ <laughs> well, Dean, no, like no, what are you no. doing well like, what we did was we watched kind of half an hour a night during the week and I think it was just like kind of the last what was it last 30 to 40 minutes that we watched on Friday was it? I mean, I watched oh, yeah. the staircase. I can't. I just write it. I mean, I'm yeah. not like. I'm just. You yeah. know, it just seems like oh, let's watch the Ocean's Eleven yeah. trilogy or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, quadrilogy yeah. now. Yeah, I, it was so nice. Though. Why would you? <laughs> why would you stay indoors and watch stuff? I've watched it for thirty to forty minutes at the end of. Unless the you're evening. staying indoors and watching this. And I was. Out. Am I right, Brian? Hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> you look like you look like one of those minions in that T-shirt. Really? You look like a minion. A hairy minion. He, if, if he had You're the like Amish minion. You're yeah. like Amish minion. I don't say Amish. Like, I'm really worried about the beard. Like, I need to get it trimmed. Anyways. I love <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I Thank know. you, Deadpan Dave. Appreciate it. Appreciate it a lot, buddy. I don't know how you're not hotter in that thing. No, you see, this is it. And the, when I shaved my head to remove yeah. the Arlene Foster look, this kind of helped the to cooling be, temperature. To be fair, right? Mm-hmm. The Arlene Foster thing has come up multiple times. And on national radio as well. It was more your hair. Yeah. You let your hair grow into this mad joint clear balding quiff. And your face just... That was, yeah. It was like, clear balding you yeah. used to call me. Yeah, but, then but it became then, like, Arlene Foster. And you're like... 
just look, she only flushes his face like she's been gone. And to like, be fair, like I, long. and to be fair, I have bitching, uh, re- bitching. Do you hear me? Resting bitch face. Yeah. Where it's just like I look like I'm pissed off. Actually, like, when you had the sunglasses on our day, yeah. it really emphasized your. What rest, did Chris Green say about you? He said that I. He said that I was a a, a violent dictator in the U- uh, that the U.S. special envoy wouldn't allow people <laughs> into entertainment. <laughs> You'll see it on Twitter. It's yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Thank Use you. my picture, no credit. Screw you, Chris Green. Uh, my picture you. of the TV that I took. Okay, T, what you have for some movie? One of the fifteen pictures I took of Brian on the TV yeah. this morning. And Why you have so many pictures like what the hell you were funny you were funny and and I was going to ring Brian <laughs> while he was on live television oh actually no wait no you te- no, you tweeted me and it went off when I was on the couch don't say that to me like it's my fault you're I'm just do a, you're on live TV fault. you don't have your phone on you what if he'd called you and it had buzzed and buzzed and buzzed it, but that's exactly what would have happened I would have had to like pick the phone up and like that throw well, it at Mark Hagney like probably yeah here Mark <laughs> Why Take did you that, have yeah. your phone on a set, or why did you at least because have it there on was silent? no green room because it was outside? Keep up, dear dress. Yeah, so but why don't you know you have the thing called airplane mode? Yeah, I didn't think you of it just, when just I was go. Eh, eh, done. I didn't think of it when I was going in. Okay, there you go. I didn't. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. 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 I know. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Maybe news. <laughs> I don't want to do anything now. <laughs> All right, go on. Do your do okay. your movie news. Okay. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> you made me hyper now. I'm hyper now. Okay. Oh God. Got this is kind of interesting because it ties into a movie we were talking about earlier. Everybody wants some, which is great. Yeah. On Netflix, if people haven't seen it. I can't um, believe Glenn Powell is 29. You told me that today. Did the set? Did you watch the setup the on Netflix? So we don't have No, no, no. But, he's but great I've in heard, that. He's I've great heard in that. really yeah. good things about like, the, the setup. It's a really sweet kind of conventional romantic comedy. Very good. Honestly, I just kind of avoid Netflix original movies at this point because they're all they're shockingly there. bad. They're getting there, and I think the only especially way, especially comedies. Yeah, but I think the only way those type of movies are getting made now is. Is on Netflix. I know, I know. Yeah. You mean the way there. bad movies are being <laughs> getting made? Medium budget movies that don't necessarily need movie stars, you know, kind yeah. of character driven comedy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, but, yeah, because um, Brian, you talked about this as well, the news that these, yes. going, you talked about for Midday Minute this week. I did mid- Midday Minute this week. I was really kind of hoping I got a Joel, Joel McHale, Kurt Loader. Kids of the 90s, you know, Kurt Loader is. Remember when you did your impression of Mike doing the midday? I know, yeah. And I was going to do one run through of it in that, and I didn't. Okay, never mind. Couldn't do it as himself. Do you know why he did it? Because I had to produce him. I had to produce Brian on camera and make him better. Did I not help, Brian? Two takes. Did I not help you? Two takes. Did I help you? Two takes. To help you. I'm here to help you. These doing the next I'll do it in less than one. That's how good I'll be. (laughs) Then you'd be doing. That doesn't make any sense. Dear Let's get to this Glenn Powell story. Okay, yeah, Glenn Powell, Miles Teller, and Nicholas Holt are up for a major role. You called a major, so I'm quoting you. Major role in Top Gun Maverick, which is the highly anticipated sequel to Top Gun. Um, so they'd be up for the role of Goose's son. And given the movie will focus on the relationship between Maverick and Goose's son, there's going to be like loads of intense, like Goose's son blaming Maverick for his father's death and all of that jazz. Um, so Miles Teller would probably be best known for Whiplash. He also starred in Only the Brave, which is actually the director for Top Gun Maverick, uh, Joseph Kaczynski's last directing credit. So that 
looks pretty good for him. That's why he's part of that. Yeah. 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 Um, Glenn Powell, who'd be known for the setup and Everybody Wants Some. And then Nicholas Holt would be known for Mad Max, Fury Road and X-Men First Class. So I like yeah. Nicholas Holt a lot. I love, in it. I love About a Boy and it's great to see oh, him kind of so evolve. I love that yeah. movie. It's great to see him evolve into like a, like a proper a really decent actor. Yeah, yeah. actor. Yeah. But he's the wrong casting for this Completely. and so is Miles Teller. Like, yeah. it should be Glenn Powell, 100%. Yeah, it should be. I mean, he looks like Anthony Edwards. Like, Anthony Edwards... He's more in, chiseled, like... Yeah, I know he's more chiseled. Movie star like Anthony Edwards. the point of Goose that he's kind of geeky? Yeah, but like, you know I mean... what I mean? Yeah, but like, I mean, it was... Meg Ryan was his on-screen mother, and like... That's a good point. He, you she's know. got that Meg Ryan genetics, those yeah, movie star genetics. blonde kind of, beautiful kind of... Yeah, no, it should be Glenn Powell. I tell you what, you ever see Zac Efron on, on uh, the Graham Norton show with Tom Cruise, and he's like, love heart emoji eyes to him. Really? I'd say Zac Efron would punch a toddler in the face to get that role. <laughs> oh my and he's not God. Even in, he's not even in the final three, like... Well, like, he wouldn't... Like, I mean, if they were going <laughs> to do... Zac Efron, <laughs> But if they were going to do, like, Maverick's son, absolutely, 100%, it should yeah. be Zac Efron. Like, he's got that, like, chiseled jaw. He's only about five foot seven. And he's only about five foot nothing, exactly, yeah. Um, I did, I'm, like, I've said this many times. I love Top Gun, and I love it completely unironically. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I love it, like. Um, That's and right, I re- Dice. I am dangerous. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's pretty, Oh, Anyways, but um, I think Joseph Kaczynski was the perfect choice to do it. Like, if you go back and watch All Only the Brave, it was basically Top Gun, but with firefighters. So... Yeah, it's he's got this. I would have preferred it, uh, Doug Lyman, but yeah, like I'm open to it. Yeah. Oh, Doug Lyman's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah he yeah. directed Tom Cruise actually in American Made, which really didn't kind of turn Edge of heads Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow it really was good really fun. good. Yeah. Really good. To t- well, Edge of Tomorrow I think has like a really big popular yeah. following, but, t- but like American Made kind of came and went in cinemas, and I was really disappointed because I was like, but it's, it's really good. good. Tom Cruise's two best movies of the last decade. Mm. I want to yeah. say have been Doug Lyman movies. Doug Lyman Tom Cruise is a really good yeah. combination. Yeah, mm. Chris yes. McQuarrie too, kind of sort of. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Definitely. What else you got um, for us, Deirdre? Yes. So, Nicolas Cage, um, you know how I love my trailer news. So, I saw the trailer for Mandy yesterday, and Nicolas Cage has never been crazier. So, if you love cr- crazy Nicolas Cage, this is the movie for you. Um, so, it's kind of like art house really um, it was shown at Sundance and it did really well it got great reviews um, people people were saying that it's the performance of Nicolas Cage's career um, story wise it follows this um, couple I don't think they're married uh, called Red and Mandy who's Are quite living in sin <laughs> with the safety pin they well actually that's kind of part of it that they are living in sin oh, okay. um, because they're living in the woods and then a satanic cult and it's maniacal leader come after them. So, and Nicolas Cage hasn't played a satanic cult leader? No. Although, I, I mean, to be fair... It's Linus Roach. Oh, no, he's an Irish actor. Linus, Linus Roach? He's not Irish, no. I no. haven't... Sounds I, Irish. I, I just took a swing at it. I didn't look up his IMDb, to be mm. honest, before the show. And you're, giving me, you're giving me stick for fact-checking, like you need to fact-check me. Um, no, I tell you, right, I am really, really, really looking forward to this. Yes. Like, Did you see who else is in? Bill Duke. Duke. Bill Duke, who we're going to be talking about in the in the in in the the revisit, we're going to be talking about Predator and um, Bill Duke. Did I'm you ashamed. see the exchange they had in it? Okay, so there's this awesome line where um, what am I calling? Nick Cage's Linus character. Roach, Linus Roach is from Manchester. Sorry, my bad. Anyway, Dick. Okay, <laughs> anyway, um, but Nicholas Cage's character says to Bill Duke's um, that he's going hunting, and then Duke says, "So what you hunting?" And he says, "Crazy evil." In his like Nicholas Cage way, and it's like, oh, amazing! And by the end of the trailer, they're like wielding like machetes <laughs> and chainsaws, and it's just, oh, it's mad! And like Nicholas Cage is just 
covered wow. in blood and it just looks insane. And can't I can't wait. wait. I can't wait. But the only thing is I don't know unless Lighthouse does it. Or I know Lighthouse will do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw Lighthouse yeah. tweeting about it already. And oh, like well, that. that's yeah, a good sign. Be okay, because yeah, yeah. it's like kind of, it is like I said, art house and it's like a small kind of distributor yeah. and stuff. Um, otherwise, it'll be on VOD wait. from September 14th. Mental Nicholas Cage films. Loved I loved, loved them. I loved them. Like Vampire's Kiss. He's a great um, interview as well, Nicholas Cage. I have yeah. tried at yeah. least three times to get him in uh, or get him on the phone for a podcast or just an interview or just to talk to him. Yeah, why would he talk did to you, though? Well, like... I mean, I no, I'm not being that... I don't mean that to sound as derogatory as it No, did. no, no. I just mean, like... He's like, you know, he doesn't seem to do a whole lot no. of that. So I saw him, like, I mean, I interviewed him for, for G-Force. <laughs> I was York. about to say, it was yeah. the gerbil yeah, movie, the gerbil. wasn't it? And he was like, I don't want to play a hamster. I don't have any connection with a hamster. He play, he was a, he, I think he plays it like a mole. He goes, I was like, yeah, there's a bit of a darkness there. And he was like, yeah, there's a bit of a... <laughs> and I, then he had this grin. I always say to everybody and ask me what he was like. He, like, he completely was taking a piss of course and then had this grin on his face <laughs> after he talked I was like this whole thing oh no he knows he knows exactly what he's doing and it's brilliant I'm, and all, I think in. I'm that, all in and that's it and I, I'd say to be honest not to be tooting my own horn but I think the reason why he wouldn't talk to me was because I think he knows himself what he's doing he knows what he's doing in the sense of like if he gives an interview a long lengthy interview he's given the game away yeah you know that kind yeah, of yeah it's true and like it's that thing that actors always say it's better to just be an actor and do acting than talk about it you know that kind yeah. of way because like when the minute you start talking about it the mystery of it is gone and I think Nicolas Cage is one of the few actors left who really has mystique about him and I say mystique I mean it in the sense of like you're kind of thinking like what actually is going through his brain because <laughs> he's so because he's so nuts like what is he actually <laughs> thinking that he is doing this film, like, you know, yeah. that kind of way. And I, I love that. Like, even the crap stuff, even the stuff, like, left behind, or that thing, USS Indianapolis, Men the Court. You know, he, made, he makes so many of his movies in New Orleans now, because that's where he's living, and he's like, look, that's where he lives, and he's like, look, if you want to be in your movie, film it here and I'll do it. But, but you know, when that's, you... That's, oh, it's not, wouldn't that be amazing but if he you lost, got to that stage He lost career. the actual plot yeah. in a restaurant once, apparently, right? And this is where this kind of Nicolas, Page, Nicolas Cage conspiracy theory could feed in because he lost his marbles in this restaurant and it, look it up it's hilarious right? right and the editor of GQ or one of the contributing editors of GQ was in the restaurant oh, wow. and wrote it up in an incredibly articulate GQ way Yeah, and I don't I don't want to quote it verbatim but it's involves Nicolas Cage losing the plot pointing at one girl saying she's a contender pointing at another one saying she's not in a very Nicolas Cage way look it up oh, uh, but that could all feed into this is this all like a Is this all performance art? Yeah, like, no yeah. idea, yeah. yeah you know. wouldn't know. You'll <laughs> never know. We're not supposed and I to. I want it that well, way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to know. I We're want him out there being crazy and nuts and like yeah. pouring black paint over himself and being like, ah! Do you reckon anybody's ever walked up to uh, John Travolta and went face off? No. <laughs> No, no, just move. <laughs> I get booed by my producer. That was a perfectly fine face-off kind of throwback. Yeah. And just like, whatever, okay. Yeah, okay. Ah, right. uh, poor old John Travolta. Anyway, uh, my third item. <laughs> <laughs> Moved on there, super quick. All right, Dee. No, because we were talking about Gotti last yeah, week. And yeah, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor John. Yeah. Poor old John, well. Ah, anyway. Sounds like so, Nicholas Sparks' movie. Poor John. <laughs> Might be onto something there. Yeah, and then someone like comes in and like revitalizes his life. Yeah, yeah. makes his hair magically grow back. <laughs> <laughs> I've only heard he's an incredibly nice man as well. I've only I heard amazingly nice he things. Are supposed yeah, to be a yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he was just in that like you know gym in the middle of the night talking to that guy for no other reason that he was a really nice guy. Okay, 
Let's move on, D. <laughs> <laughs> he, was just, he was just in that gym just because like, he wanted to talk to that guy in the middle of the night. So Leonardo DiCaprio has shared a first look image from Tarantino's new movie. Everyone's probably seen this yes. thing on social media by now. Um, I actually saw someone liken the way Leonardo DiCaprio was dressed up to the that character Mindhorn. Remember? Yeah. And he looks love so like yeah, him yeah, yeah. that it was actually quite funny. So, yeah, they're dressed in kind of 60s to 70s attire. Um, Pitts all in double denim and... Pulls um, it off as well. God yeah. Bless. I, I hate... Damn I, Brad, yeah, yeah. yeah, damn yeah, you, Brad. Tree or something. I'm, look, oh. there are... These are two beautiful, beautiful actors that we're talking about. They can pull off a, like, tutu. Are they though, right? Because... Yes, they are. No, no, <laughs> yes, no. Yes, no. they are. Hear me out, Deirdre. No. Hear me out. Hear me out. Totally, right? They're totally movie stars. Leonardo DiCaprio. Don't get me wrong. But to anybody standing next to Brad Pitt. Like, Brad Pitt's like... He's Brad Pitt. They're both beautiful. Don't don't pit them against one another. We're getting them both in one movie. Don't ruin this for me, Mike. Like, look, anyone could stand next to Brad Pitt and look like a burn victim, okay? He's that good looking. Like, yeah. literally. he You would look like a burn victim next or to like him. Or like an Amish, like Arlene Foster. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah. Is Timothy Oliphant doing the lead in that actually? Is he has he been confirmed to be the lead? Not yet, I don't well, Like he's it, like he's in it, but I don't know. There's no kind of confirmation on leads or anything. I mean, this is a Tarantino film. Like, are there leads the in a Tarantino yeah. movie? Yeah, it's more really, of an ensemble know? piece, I yeah, would say. Exactly. That John that John Travolta gif is just um, like yeah. <laughs> walking around. Who's the lead in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the green screen. We can actually put that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah are we looking forward to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I am yeah Yeah. definitely but I'm I'm more excited about the idea of Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Trek movie I mean don't get me wrong I really want to see this obviously I want to see this but I really want to see Quentin Tarantino do a Star Trek movie how is that going to work how is that going to work excuse me while I don't care yeah I'm I'm not really feeling the Star Trek J- but J.J. Abrams is going to do a Star Trek movie yeah I was like he did he's going to do Star Wars yeah like, I almost called it the Star Wars movie yeah whatever like it, they, they're interchangeable let's be honest yeah. here yeah, they're interchangeable you have Star Wars fan producer Dave uh, I've seen them there you go he's, that's how like I feel people. I've seen them like, yeah. like, like most people <laughs> yeah but and uh, they might be bringing the show back Picard might be uh, come on back Brian. you see that see that excited about that as well I'm yeah. very excited about that I'd say, I'm or, so excited yeah. about that I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited. I was like, wow. I am excited to see that though, D, because the yeah. cast. Yeah, the cast looks incredible. Yeah. yeah, completely. Um, not not as excited to see what it's going to be like at the red carpet when people are awkwardly asked about Harvey Weinstein and some of the stuff oh. that Tarantino's come out with over, oh. the, over the past few years because that invariably is what happens. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see the movie. Okay, uh, to revisit this week. Get him. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Oh. Okay. You, you actually, you're, you're, you haven't found it in this week. No. You made a choice. No, I made a choice. Well, I tell you, I made a choice thinking that D would talk about the new trailer for The Predator. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. No, but there was a new one, though. There's an even newer one. Yeah, and they brought out a new post. Yourself, I'm no? just saying. like, I, Yeah, when I talk about trailers, I tend to talk about like the first trailer. Okay, well, there was... Well, I, yeah, but I mean, with all our talk of kind of Shane Black and Ruth, sure I yeah. thought it made sense. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah completely. Um, right, so uh, Predator. I think Predator is one of the most interesting films when it comes to the idea of, um, I don't want to say masculinity, but like the idea of like, you know, you have these like ridiculously strong men. You've got like Jesse the Body Ventura, you've got like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, built like tanks, right? Carrying, like literally Jesse Body Ventura has a big, huge machine gun called Old Painless, 
that he fires off in the middle of a jungle, right? And yet they are all completely useless against the the predator. It's the idea of like that they can be completely outsmarted, that you can have all the brawn in the world, but like if you've got the cunning and if you've got that kind of you know, the the the, the, the yeah, just the cunning you can outsmart anybody, that you know? cunning intergalactic being. Yeah, okay, fine, like, he's able to, like, you know, shapeshift, and he's got, like, the weird eyes, and he can do the, the, the heat vision thing, but it's still really interesting that, you know, this was done in the 80s when, you know, literally it was the height of the macho superhero, like, and yet you had them all getting... You say macho. You know what I mean? Like, we had them all men, getting men, kind men, of... Men, you men, get, men, I want to be a macho. <laughs> um, but it's a pretty good song. Um, it is. Yeah. Great track. Yeah, like, when he's right, he's right. You know? Yeah, good track. Right. But um, uh, yeah, like there's so many stories about um, Predator. In fact, I did an article, you know, useless trivia about Predator, if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, like there's so many like really interesting stories about it. One thing I would say is Shane Black... Our, our good pal Shane Black, who we can't seem to stop talking about on this podcast, um, he was brought down by John McTiernan to do rewrites. And when he got there, apparently Shane Black read the script and he was like, look, this is a great script. You don't need me to write this at all. I'll just take this little credit here. I'll just like be in your you know, movie or whatever. But like, you don't need me to do any rewrites in this because it's pretty good the way it is. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. And in fact, when Shane Black was on the set of The Predator, or on the set of Predator, I think he wrote Last Boy Scout, I think it was. Um, really underrated movie. Really underrated movie with Bruce Willis, and like ben that was Wayans. yeah, and that was the first. Uh, he was the first screenwriter to get a million dollars for the last Boy Scout as well. There you are, a little bit of trivia. Mm. Um, I think he got more than that. He, he, it was like the highest. I think I'm, I'm really yeah. sure it was a million, but it was it was some sort of thing. It was like the highest amount that had been ever been paid for a script. And he was super time. young as well. He was yeah. really young. Um, it. I think it is one of those movies that it is very much of its time. It is very much about the eighties. It is very much about like the idea. Say that about the movie every week. But it's true though. Like it's it's definitely true. It is very eighties. I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger was fantastic in it. Stick around, like when you just stick around. <laughs> Come on, that's brilliant! Like, apparently um, he ad libbed that. He claims to have. I don't that. believe that for a second. He did not ad lib. Excuse my friend, he's dead tired. <laughs> Come on, though. <laughs> Let off some steam. You ugly mother. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like uh, that's it. Like, there's so many good lines in it. Like, I don't think for oh, a second. Oh, so quotable. Oh god, completely. Yeah. Like, you know, I ain't got time to bleed. You know. Like you my son of a my favourite bit though is the is the chopper ride with Long Tall Sally when they when they're playing the music yeah, and the, yeah. that bit is so good and he's passing around the um he's passing around the chewing tobacco and he was like, This stuff will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus just like me. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so funny and like I'm not gonna repeat any of Shane Black's jokes in it, but they're I think they're kind of funny. You know what he called keeps calling over Billy. Yeah. He goes, Billy! You know, I told my girlfriend. You know that I wanted. I'm not going to do it. But um, they're you kind of started it. So I, you know, I can't. Like it's not. It's not really nice. Um, <laughs> but it's no. Yeah, it's, it's just. It's a really funny movie. It's very very funny. It's like I think of it in Commando in the same way that like just with the with the with the slightest bit of editing, it could be a hilarious action comedy. Mm. And that's kind of gas to think about. Okay, so just to be uh, on the point, we were both right about the Shane Black thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is just IMDb, great show from D. Maybe leave IMDb open, Mike, mm-hmm. so we can look this stuff up when, as we go along. I'm it's, practical. Uh, <laughs> with this film, Shane Black became the first right to sell a spec script for $1 million. There you go. Mm. According to Time Magazine, he was originally offered $2.25 million by Carlico Pictures, but decided to go Warner Brothers for the lower, but record-setting bid of $1.75 million so that he could work with Joel Silver. 
who had produced ah, a little weapon with yeah. him. So he's, you know, it was there was offered one, but he yeah. actually took like whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah. Joe Silver was kind of legendary, so I suppose it was to yeah. kind of get the of chance course. for and Last Boy Scout, yeah, like yeah. like Joe Hellenbach, it's like. Um, uh, Tony Scott it's a Tony Scott movie it's you know it was kind of supposed to be that launching pad for Damon Wayans that never quite happened mm. for him but just really fun movie really really, really very fun. Tony Scott peak early 90s Tony yeah. Scott like yeah. yeah everything looks like really like done like with like blinds with light yeah. coming in and Friday night's a great night for football tune <laughs> But um, good to go back to Predator. Yeah, I think it's 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 a really fun movie. I think it has held up very very well. Um, there are so many kind of moments in it that have just become a part of pop culture. Yeah, iconic. Yeah. Um, and Van Damme wasn't Van Damme. Did Van Damme was the original and, Predator. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And then he just because apparently because he couldn't see his face and because he couldn't do any of his karate, he, he left. Um, to do a curved light ad. <laughs> which you know. Where uh, he ended up. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I hope my f- the reason why I wanted to mention it was because I hope with the Predator that it will, I still have that same sense of humor mm. that the original had. And you, yeah, and you know, you're not gonna have a better person to make and that Shane film than Shane yeah. Black. Come on, like, like yeah. come Fred on. Decker, Monster Squad, <laughs> Monster Squad, like come on, like. Um, so yeah, I love it. I love but Predator. I mean, in fairness, it does sound like. The, the new The Predator is going back to all of those original things that you mentioned because I do think that that whole setup of all the guys yeah. together just like being manly and kind of outsmarting yeah, one yeah. another and kind of that slight competitive but yeah. mostly just kind of buddy-buddy nature. Yeah, yeah. I think that that will be, I hope, from what I've seen and what I've read, that's going to be incorpor- incorporated yeah. into The Predator as well and that they are kind of trying to um, maintain that sense of humour with that guy. What's his name? Boy, Something... Holbrook? you know of Key and Peel. Oh yeah, Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's been talking a lot about how he has he was kind of asked for like advice and yeah. for jokes here and there. So hopefully with his contribution as well cuz Keen Peel is meant to be a great show that there'll be that oh, humor he, he kind needs of incorporated. To calm down a little everything. bit though. He's very Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, he's just like what's that show he did with the friends from college? Ruined the firm. Friends with friends no. from college. Friends, friends from college. Oh yeah. He was just a Netflix show. He was just calm down. You don't need to be so highly strung all the time, Keenan Michael Peel. I didn't see it, so I wouldn't. Yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, yeah. What's his name? One call him Keenan. Ke- Ma- Keegan. Keegan Michael Key. Ke- Keegan Michael Key. Jordan Peel, director. Jordan Peel was yeah. get out. Yeah, 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 he's a talented one. But I know about that. That's not fair. Like, that's not fair. He's well, a more he, talented he one. He won an Oscar. Like, won an Oscar. Well, like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, you know, there are varying degrees. Don't call offensive for Keenan. Keegan. Whatever. <laughs> Christ. But in fairness, what it sounds like with this is that like Shane Black kind of went to Keegan as opposed to like yeah. letting Keegan yeah. kind of roam free, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, be free. I would, love to, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know what role Conor McGregor was going to get. Yeah, we spoke about that before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I'd love uh, to know. He might, I might see him on Saturday on Roddy's Lounge is opening his new gym oh, on yeah. Saturday, so he might be there. Get us uh, an exclusive there, will you? Yeah, get, get there us, you go. Get, exclusive. Exclusive. get us an actual exclusive well, where no one else on has this rant. story. No don't more rants. Do you want to do your point at the camera <laughs> no, thing again because it's going to be your YouTube. Look, you have to adjust the volume <laughs> again. I just did that. Producer Dave was like rushing there. To, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Speak, speaking of which, um, I've spo- spoken to Simon Delaney. So Simon Delaney's going to be doing the show. He's going to be doing the, the Delph. We're going to do an interview with Simon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, He's doing the snapper You're saying your sister's working on a snapper. It's meant to be a great production. Yeah, I heard it's brilliant. can't wait to see it. So we're going to talk to him about that. But he did say email he was like I'm not calling Patrick Wilson though maybe <laughs> I was like don't tease me with that Simon oh don't God. tease me with that so we get, can we get a little ditty down the line from Patrick Wilson I would just like I would just like a little bar of loving you from the Sondheim musical Passion 
I just <laughs> loving you is not a choice. That, it's I, not bad. It's not bad. I just want to hear that bit. If I could do a duet, maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. And we, could, like, we, we might get a WhatsApp voice note saying we'd be the best. That would be the best. Hey, do you know what? We should get him to do an ident for the film show. That's what we should do. He's, yeah, just him going film. That's not a word. <laughs> that? I'd like that. Yeah. That would be good. That's true. We could add that then to the, the list of famous people we have talking about. <laughs> Us. The show. And, <laughs> and films. Of, inadvertently, really. Let's be honest. They didn't know they were at the time, but they still mentioned it. Yeah, Keanu like, Hugh Jackman still said it. Yeah. So it's in the it's in the intro to the show, whatever. Yeah. And like, Ken, Keanu Reeves just said it to me, just sort of like, entertainment, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you're saying it. Yeah. Sure, Keanu Reeves, whatever. Keanu Reeves can say what he wants. Oh, he can. He can say whatever he wants. That, that got weirdly Jesus. sexual, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. I think we know what clip we're using this week, Mike. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> what the Jesus, like? I don't know. I don't where know. Does this, where does your head go? I had like three hours sleep yeah. last night. The heat is killing me. I was about to say, you sound, you're like when I get hyper. <laughs> yeah, I get delirious. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wrap it up there, yeah. Come on. <laughs> He not, hosts the show. Stop. That's doing what I'm that. saying. Wrap it up. I'm knackered. You know, <laughs> I have to go do the last word after this. I'm so tired. Oh, you have to oh. go on your national radio then oh. now, do you? Whatever. Like. First TV <laughs> and then there's no radio. You going to wear your sunglasses on the radio? I, I, maybe I will. All right. Maybe I Are will. Are you going to remember to put your phone on silent? Yes, Deirdre. Ring him. What time, Yana? Ring him. Please don't ring. Please don't ring. Please don't ring. Because I have to read my notes off the thing when I'm in in, in the. Do you write them down like Tito's, or have them on a. <sighs> I, I don't like wasting the paper. If I'm honest, actually. Excuse me. I'm just saying. Anyway, wrap it up there. <laughs> Shout out to Charlotte Reed for the always awesome production. Shout out to producer Dave for booing me. <laughs> While I did my class dad joke earlier on. Don't even have any kids. Still booed me. Whatever. Boo. That'll happen. Uh, what have we got next week? <laughs> Mary oh, Shelley in the first purge. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really sorry. I knew that. I did know that. No, I did didn't. know that. I did. And uh, before, actually, finally, before sorry. we go, I did put a tweet out there about doing a live show. We've been talking about doing oh, a live yeah. show for yes. a while. So I think we'll get on that and we think we'll talk to Eli Shade, the marketing person, maybe about getting a live show going. Maybe I think the Sugar Club would be perfect. Yeah, we cool. Yeah. And kill we can do a live show and we can do a revisit. And then uh, we'll show the film afterwards. So I think we'll get on that. So let us know. Um, if it would be something you'd be interested in, is that something you'd be interested in? Let's take a Martin Landau on uh, Entourage. Entourage, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that something you might be interested in? Um, let us know if you're up for it. We would love to do a live show and have a bit of crack. Yeah. I, I meet some of the people at the tweeters and stuff all the time. That would be yeah. cool. Speaking of which, at the film show, uh, like and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, like, subscribe. If you're on iTunes, review. You know, if it's a positive review, if not, just like... Shut up. Shut up and go away. Shut up. And go away. Uh, Cracking Films this week, folks. Enjoy. Run! Go! Get to the chopper!